Be a dad. I know I haven't written in a while. Not a lot of mail service out in the middle of nowhere. But there's some big things happening in Criminy City and I, uh, well, long story short, I ended up connecting with Lewis and Sam's kid and his friend and now I'm sitting in the presidential suite of the Criminy City gym. I'm going to try to go undercover and help put a stop to whatever these people are planning however I can. I don't know what's going to happen next, but don't worry. I've got Vigo by my side like always. Vigoro! If all this goes sideways, I hope this gets to you. I love you, Dad. tell you i'm sugared up folks (laughs) that's true she's had a few chocolate chip cookies everybody and let me tell you i think i make the best chocolate chip cookies toot toot that's my horn she does make some delicious chocolate chip cookies and we have eaten a a fair amount delicious (laughs) you know it's better than that better than delicious i just said i claim to have the best they're scrumdiddlyumptious. Okay, then what is the best chocolate chip cookie, Jonah? The what? The ones that <gasps> you make. Did you hear that, folks? <laughs> there was a pause and a stutter. <laughs> it's Behind the closed doors, he might be saying something different. No. Anyway, I'm sugared up, so it's gonna be a lot more of that. <laughs> oh gosh, perfect. Well, let's hop right in, shall we? Or tell you what, actually, before before we get into something... Yeah, uh, I, before we get into this, let's go to your mom's house real quick. Let's get her chocolate chip cookies out, because I... <laughs> so, I'm not throwing any chocolate chip I've shade. never had your grandma's cookies either, so... Well, Grammy does the key lime pie. That I cannot beat. Well, there we go. But no, I, I don't know of any better chocolate chip cookies. Uh, so all of you listeners out there, just know they're gooey, they're delicious... Uh, they're chocolate chippy, and uh, I just hope that you're having a an, an auditory experience that oh, is are. the equivalent they of are. these chocolate chip cookies. But yeah, no, before we get into whatever else is going on, because uh, you listeners, you have, have heard the very end of the last episode, that extra little scene at the end, but Sarah has not. No, I haven't. Uh, so before we get into anything else, uh, first of all, let's just talk about Shivakadu for a minute. Oh, Fresh okay. Gyarados? Yeah! A fresh Gyarados after you spent so much money on him to be in the daycare and he learned his multiplication tables? I really love how all of that panned out. <laughs> um, and I want you guys to imagine, too, in Pearl's sleep tonight, uh, she goes to bed singing. I don't know if I'm asleep yet, but... Um, Dragon girl, and I'm here to save the world. But I want to know who has a cooler Gyarados. <laughs> I thought that was great. Is this a, is that a Disney Channel? Oh my goodness! I won't tell you. I'm Dragon girl, and oh I'm gosh. here to save the world. But I want to know who's got a Gyarados. I do. Ba-da-bum. Hold on, now I gotta pull up the whole song. Oh no. I actually, I couldn't tell you the rest of this melody. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. It's from Princess Diaries. Oh! Big fan, big fan. Gotcha. That, okay, all right. So I wasn't that far off of it being something in the in the Disney Oh, family. I think you're totally on it. Yeah. You're good. 
I just could not for the life of me remember. But yeah, so uh, with Dragon Girl, Shavakadu is, uh, well, what, do he you want to tell dragon, the folks? He's a dragon, right? Do what? He's a dragon. Shavakadu is actually, uh, even though it is definitely uh, referred to uh, as something that is uh, uh, dragony, it's actually a dual water and flying type. Wow, so cool. But definitely, you See, know. See, I think that counts as a dragon. I mean, it's. It's more than very dragony. It's it's more dragon than fish at this point, and certainly, uh, well, it's be- you know the whole thing with Magikarp and Gyarados is that the real life equivalent legend was yeah. that you know the koi that jumped over the waterfall became a dragon and everything. And so, you so did like, tell me that, so I yeah. didn't know it beforehand, but yeah, I, I know. So it's in line with that whole thing. Okay. Uh, even though Lance, the dragon master from the video games, had Gyarados, so it's in the dragon family. Nice. But it's like a third, co- second cousin of dragon family. Gyarados is invited to the family reunion, is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, but it's just so, like all of Pearl's family is second cousins from some some kind of TV show. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> would you like to tell the folks at home about Shavakadu and what he's got? Super strong, super mighty, super great, super watch out, yo. Okay, hold on. I'm actually going to tell you. Ah, well, he's level 20 now. A lot of hit points. So many. I actually never thought this day would come. Okay. So, uh, health is 150. So much. So much. Extra large. Movement's 40 feet. Uh, swimming's 20. Flying 20. Wing F1. Well, no, so his <laughs> swim speed is 40, but his walking, aka slithering, or flying is 20. So he can fly and, and move on land, but not as fast as he can swim in the water. Because Gyarados can fly. It's part flying type. It's been it's been oh, shown. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, then we have vitality one, might three, agility zero, instinct zero, logic one, personality zero, and I love that. I do want you to imagine Shivakado Shivakado still being very deadpan. He's definitely. It's because got all that logic in there. All that logic. Uh, he's got an abacus at the ready if he ever needs it. He also uh, just has a uh, little stick of chalk that he can, you know, mark on any chalkboard and that he m- just maneuvers it, manipulates it with his mustache. It might be the smartest Pokemon I have. <laughs> I um, think he is. Yeah, I think so too. I think he is. I think he has the it's highest really logic funny. of any of them. HP 6. Attack 10, which is insane. Um, defense 3, Spatak 5, Spadeth 3, Speed 3. Moves, Flail, Bounce, Aqua Tail, Dragon Pulse, Crunch. Magikarp jump, but Gyarados bounce. Oh, I love it. <laughs> nice. And then hidden ability is also available, which is Moxie. Yes, so Shavakadu has the uh, hidden ability feature, which gives him moxie, which boosts up his attack after he knocks out an opponent. He's got the athletic feature and also extra move, obviously, because he had five moves. Uh, So he's uh, pure terror, uh, basically, is what we're trying to say. (laughs) He's pure terror, and uh, I love this smart, awful sea creature. (laughs) (laughs) This terrifying monster of the deep. I do, too. Well, with that little uh, Shavakadu update, you want to know what's happening? I do. I'm dying to know. <laughs> I kind of wanted to just make you sit for a minute. I liked it. I would have said the exact same thing to you. So Perfect. But also, I want you to know, listeners, we uh, did not like... Me and Jonah normally do have to schedule recording sessions just because our, bu- our lives are very busy. I'm sure everyone would feel that way if they were doing something like this. But yeah, we didn't record this one. I was like, I can't go to bed tonight. 
without knowing. Without having what some is sort happening. of idea. Yeah, I gotta know. <laughs> we like went through our days and I was like, I must know. Well, let's find out. At 8 p.m., Detective Reynolds had not heard anything from Sully. No! He'd already left the Noibat cave and made his way over to the gym after oh, you decided to man. raid the costume closet again, I'm this like time with Shavakadu, the newly evolved Gyarados. From the closet, he'd grabbed a classic, janitor's coveralls. He slipped into the hotel unnoticed and snagged a janitor's cart. Up oh, to oh, the 30th oh, floor, oh, oh, he oh, rode. Oh, wait, wait, yes. wait, 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 yes. wait. Can we say he has the fob? That he has the fob? Yeah. Well, I know he's got the key card. Okay. But you want him to have the Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can say that the fob is part of him being able to slip in okay. unnoticed. Up to the 30th floor, he rode, ready to release Bruce the Noivern at the first sign of trouble. As Detective Reynolds exited the elevator, the lavishly decorated hallway was strangely quiet considering the usual pace and volume of the nights in Criminy City. He approached the door of Sully's room and gave a gentle knock. Housekeeping. No answer. Detective Reynolds held the key card up to the door and the light pinged green. As he opened the door, the room was empty. Not a person to be found, and only the slightly crumpled bed covers and discarded wrappers of minibar snacks, showing that the room's inhabitants had sat on the edge of the bed and watched TV earlier in the day. But something about the trash caught his eye. Under the rest of the wrappers in the minibar trash can, a crumpled piece of paper pulled from a hotel notepad. On it, a quickly scrawled note. At the tower. Something big. Go below. Already in motion. Oh, she's not dead! Yes, yes, yes! I didn't make the worst decision ever! I'm still in the progress of making bad decisions as a player, but that was not the worst decision ever! I did not kill a super cool character! Go me! In fact, I may have helped a lot of things. She still might die, she still might die, but I did not specifically kill her in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, you haven't. She's not dead yet. Hey, hey, she's not dead yet. Let me hear it, Tilly. She's not dead yet. Or, yeah. or. <laughs> so. Ooh, that's what Detective Reynolds does in his mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's not dead yet. Noi, noi. I don't know what a, a noi bat does. It's just a bat screech. <laughs> oh, wow. At the tower, something big. Go underground. At the tower, something big. Go below, Go below, already in motion. Go below? What does that mean, Sully? I don't know. It's almost like it was a hastily scrawled note. Yeah, can he do a check of any kind? Detective Reynolds? Yeah. What would you like for him to try to do? Hmm, read the room, I guess. I mean, but he already just did that. Yeah, that is sort of what he got as as a result of, you know, reading the room, surveying environment, that okay. sort of thing, was him checking the place out, kind of noticing the clues, and specifically looking down in the trash can. True, true Pokemon fashion. Hmm, what's in the trash? Something important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a light switch at Lieutenant Surge's gym. Then I think in the nature of trying to keep up, are we playing this? Am I supposed to be playing this out? Theoretically. Uh, sorry, I just started to play. <laughs> no, you, no, this is great. This is okay. great. This is fantastic. Sorry, so, I just started to play. <laughs> that's what I have. So if you want Detective Reynolds to do anything else while he's here, he I'm, can. Or that could be like what he told you 
when he came back of sort of I what he found. I think this could be a whole Detective Reynolds app. <laughs> let's let's Honestly, find out. Like, I don't know. I don't think he would. I think he told Pearl and Luca, hey, I'm going out to check on Sully. Right. But I don't think he would go back to them for any reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love my characters and I would want him to go back, but I don't think he would go back. Sure. He know he probably got the best out of Pearl he'll get in his mind. Don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Um, I think that's totally fair. Okay. I think it just kind of depends on. I think yeah, he just, definitely told the professor and he told Luca's dad, Louis. I think he could certainly call in Lewis for backup if he I wants. I think he'll call in Lewis for backup. Cool. Okay, but in keeping up the charade, I think he does clean up the room. Cleans up the room? Great. Yeah. He does? In case, I don't know, like a camera was ever watching or something. Yeah, he straightens up, he takes out the trash and everything, and then he goes and deposits the uh, janitor card back once he's done, unless he decides to keep the janitor charade going. Up to you. I think he calls Louie. Okay. Calls him for backup. All right. And tells him to dress in like a disguise. All right, what kind of disguise do you want Lewis in? Like another tourist disguise. Another like, like a Captain America disguise. Okay, great. He's rocking pretty much the same thing that he had earlier today. He's just kind of trying to blend into the crowd. And now I like I give him a hoodie too, like a a, sweat, a sweatshirt with a hood. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Not his usual uh, recognizable overalls look. Overalls with the backwards baseball cap. <laughs> you put the man in a frontwards-facing baseball cap, and nobody will ever know. <laughs> and I think they mean at the um, De Denny's. Great. They meet at De Denny's, yeah. You voice Detective Reynolds this episode, and I'll, I'll, I'll be Louie. Louie, I've got so many problems. One is my heart, and one is my brain, and the other is this note. Yeah, well, uh, all right. Well, well, what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> you give me a character for five seconds. but He's in full Noi Batman. This whole yes! this whole thing is in, like, yes! super, super noir, angsty That's exactly comic right. Book. It's like Detective Pearl, but Noi Batman. Oh, my gosh. Reynolds. Or, um, Meanwhile, it's not Luca, but it's Luca's dad. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this is like a, a Nick at Night. Oh, my gosh. Louie. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, what's... It's, uh, and I and think that just, Louis just, like, looking at the note, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go below, right? That's what it says? What does it say again? Yeah. Shoot, I already forgot. I need another cup of coffee, Louis. I'm losing my mind. Hey, I've never seen such golden gray locks. More, more, uh, <laughs> more coffee over here. More coffee over here. He All finishes right. his cup. Yeah. Downs it. He drinks it black. Yeah. Which is what we'll have to do, because I did use all the half and half. <laughs> in real anyway, life. Yeah, in real life. Sorry. That just was real life for us, folks. What does the note say one more time? The note says, at the tower, something big, go below, already in motion. Okay, he gets the coffee refill, then he slaps himself. Snap out of it, man. Uh, all right. So what do you want to do, detective? I think we need to go downstairs into the bottom of the, the hotel. But I didn't want to go alone in case something happened. No, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Have also, some backup. Also, I didn't know yeah. if you could get in there without me. Like into the basement level? Yeah. No, I think that that makes perfect Don't sense. Don't you we think can get in there. start there rather than go underneath the actual tower? I mean, I, I don't know what the note means. If it means to go down below, like, yeah, down, down below the tower, down below the hotel, I'm not sure. Oh, Louie, I forget how good it is to work with someone so innocent like you. But from what I found out earlier today, uh, any of the power sources for the hotel, uh, they'd be down in the... Uh, down in the basement level anyway. Any sort of, you know, breaker boxes or generators or anything like that would be down below as well. Nice. So. Great. As well as the hydraulic system to lift the arena up to the top. 
What I can't get is, how do I not have more of a strong police force to investigate things? How do I keep losing my funding? <laughs> is it because I don't go to work on time? They know I work nights. Constantly. <laughs> Where are all the other international police, huh? That's what I'd like to know. Oh, wow, I'm losing my mind over here, Louis. Hold me together. He grabs his cheeks. Just grabs his cheeks. He's like, listen, listen, you got it. You got this, all right? Me and, and I you. mean, I guess if you really want, we could we could call Janice, but I don't know how much help Janice is going to be. Janice kind of just, I mean, from what I've gathered from being around the Noy Cave, they kind of just watch the Noy Cave and make sure nobody goes in there. Yeah, Janice needs to stay for the kids. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely got to watch the kids. Well, and Nichols, too. I mean, we can get him uh, watching the security footage and make sure that, you know, Nobody gets to jump on us. Good thinking. Let me use my shoe. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, boop. He pulls off his shoe and dials on his shoe phone. So cool. Am I right, guys? Full on get smart? Is that yeah. the one? Yeah. I always thought that was so cool. <laughs> In the Dedennies, he just is holding his shoe up to his ear and speaking into it. Well, I think that pearl kid's starting to wear off of me. So is he calling uh, Professor Nichols? Yeah. Hello, detective. Hey, uh, how's it going today? Uh, I mean, it's going fine. You, you've been gone for a couple of hours. I mean, well, Pearl, I think, is, is about to really just hit a wall. She's been going for about... <laughs> she's been going for about the past hour and a half, just trying to fit clothes on Shavakadu. Is the um, theme song gotten any better? Nah, uh, well, I mean, Luke is trying to get her to workshop it, but it's, uh, it's, it's where it is. <laughs> good, good. Keep an eye on those kids tonight, all right? I will. I'll make sure that all of the locks on the door are, are sufficiently locked. And uh, we're going in. We're going down below. I got a note from Sully, and, uh, well, let's just say she's not dead yet. What? Oh, yet? Is she in trouble? Is she in danger? We're all in trouble. Watch the cams like it's your life. Click. <laughs> Ooh, that was Guys, I'm sorry. Just know Detective Reynolds is still cool. Still that, like, homie. Oh, man, fan fave. But, like, I'm playing him the way I'm playing him tonight. <laughs> I have given the reins over to you, so it's okay. All right, Louie. Put the tip down and let's blow this pop stand. All right. <laughs> Louis slaps down a generous tip for all of the coffee that y'all have been slamming. <laughs> uh, and you all leave the Dedennies, making your way back to the Criminy City gym. So, as you go back to the gym, what do you want to do? We How do you want to go about this? We want to go to that loading dock. Okay. How are you going to get there? With the key fob. All right. Are you in disguise? Are you just going as yourselves? Like what's? We're still in the worker's uniform, and Louis dressed as a pedestrian still. Okay. So Detective Reynolds gets back in the janitor. Oh, he's never left it. Oh, never left the janitor. Okay, cool. He had a, he had a jan- janitorial break. <laughs> he stayed in janitor character yeah. at Dedenny's. Oh, Got yeah. It. Got it. So a janitor holding a shoe up to his ear at the Dedenny's. As you do. It's a tough job. Perfect. So he and Lewis go, how would you like for them to attempt to get to the dock and the stairs? Because the dock is right near the security office. Obviously, a little bit easier for Detective Reynolds in the janitor outfit, but as a tourist or a visitor or whatever. Well, then, darn, maybe we just go through the front door again or something. I mean, like, he could get into the gym area, right? But if he's in pedestrian outfit or whatever, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I would just think he would open the door, stop by security office and say, hey, this is my brother. He wants to apply. (laughs) 
and then go about our business. Ah. But in the effort of time, can we just go in the way he, he already came in to visit Sully? Yeah, the way that he already came in to visit Sully. Yeah. Yeah. He came in with the disguise. So that's why I'm saying specifically, what are you going to try to do to keep to make Lewis seem inconspicuous in like service areas and stuff where they wouldn't let guests be? Lewis. Yeah. What's up? Hold this toolbox. All right. Done. Do you want me to get a different costume or something? What do you got? I mean, do you have any other coveralls? You know I always pack extra. Okay. Here we go. Great. <laughs> Problem solved. Boom. Two sets of coveralls. And a handyman box, just for good luck. And a handyman box. Great. So they go in uh, back through that loading dock area, uh, now both sufficiently disguised uh, as people who would be working there that it would make sense not to, you know, really question too much. As they are making their way to this stairwell area, I think that Reynolds grabs a card again and then... Lewis has that handyman toolbox. So are they just heading straight for that stairwell in the dock? Yeah. I'm not beating around the bush. I don't think we have to. Great. So they are going to go straight for there. Uh, Just go ahead and roll plus personality for Reynolds. And we'll uh, we'll say that Lewis is going to help. Do I roll another one for help? What was the one for Reynolds? I don't know what he would add. He's got a plus one. Eight. Okay. Go ahead and roll... For Lewis to lend a hand. Nine. Great. So it comes out to a nine for the two of them with the lending a hand and all of that. Uh, so I think that as they're going in, they make their way through the loading dock and they are heading toward that door to the stairwell when Lars is walking through the hallway. And he's, you know, got his, like, clipboard. He's checking stuff, and he's, you know, just keeping an eye on things. It's getting to be a little bit later in the night now, so I think he's, you know, kind of got the whole night watch thing going. But as he sees the two of them in the hallway here, he says, Hey, what are you doing? And I think Detective Reynolds doesn't chime in. He keeps his head down for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lars saw him this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So... He kind of gives a nudge to, like, a little elbow to Lewis. Uh, yeah, he gives to take Lewis a little nudge. This. Great. And um, what does Lewis say? Oh, hey, uh, you know, just prepping for the big day tomorrow. Uh, we heard that there was some, you know, doors that needed some new bolts and stuff, and we're just getting stuck, sticky. Right, so you Saw are... some W4 here. Uh, where are these doors that have been reported to be stuck? Uh, this entire hallway, honestly. Just kind of the lower levels. It's a, the condensation can do it sometimes. I think people are really cranking up the AC to get ready for tomorrow. Go ahead and roll to take charge for oh, Lewis. Oh, man. Condensation. What a weird lie. Nine. Nine? All right, so take charge. They'll believe you, but you got to give them something or do something to show that you mean it. So what's Lewis going to do? Because uh, uh, Lars says, the condensation. What do you mean, the condensation? Um, <laughs> what can he do? What can he do? What can he do? He says, I mean, yeah, man, you should know this. You're a security guard. I mean, like, isn't that how people break into safes? You can get them colder and the metal stops working and then they just fall apart. Here, I'll show you. And then he starts to work on this actual door. Like, just put some oil on it, and it's, like, so much better. Great. So he he basically just puts some WD-40 yeah. onto the door and uh, just, like, goes and just He's is like, like hey. see? Is that enough? I mean, believe me. I, I hate that the boss is making me stay. I mean, I'm missing 
I'm missing story time with my kid over this one. Sheesh. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, how many times have you worked nights this week? I've worked many and I work most nights, actually. I mean, come on. That's not easy. That's how me and old Giuseppe feel. Uh, right, Giuseppe? And Giuseppe's detective going, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. He's my little brother. <laughs> he gets like that. Yeah, well, the, the nights are long. Yes, this is true. But we have important job to keep all of the people of the building safe. So, you have a you have a good night. I hope that you hey. you'll wrap up your business so that you can uh, you know get home to your family. Maybe you get home uh, for story time. Hey, you know what? I'll make sure we make your your door not as squeaky as all the rest. I would appreciate it. And I think that he just kind of gives a little nod as he goes back to his uh, little patrol that he's on. Was that enough? I think that's satisfactory. I mean, you like did put the stuff act, on like, the door yeah, and did something. Made something happen. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I mean, he didn't. I don't think Lars realized that that door was working fine beforehand. So <laughs> you putting WD forty on it and saying, "Ah, ta-da! It works now." Yeah. I think that that is sufficient for him. You also appealed to the to the late night shift. Okay. Solidarity. So Lars walks in the other direction now. Whoa, did you see that man? I rocked it, said Louie. <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. All right. Good well, job with the Giuseppe thing. I mean, that was great. I mean, I felt like I was just really channeling your your whole family steal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that your, supposed to mean? <laughs> well, mostly your brother. He's he's very, he's very. Yeah, that actually totally works out, pans out. Um, So this is the door, huh? Yeah, let's go, quick. Okay. And so the two of them head into that stairwell. As they are going into the stairwell, I think that Reynolds leaves the cart because stairs, uh, and they make their way down, down onto the basement level. As they head down into the basement, they go to this B1 level where there's no stairs that go down any further. It's just this B1 level. And as they come out of the stairwell... They just, with a cursory glance of the area, can see that it looks like there's a decent bit of storage, uh, some merchandise stuff for, you know, things upstairs, you know, extra storage for different things like that, as well as uh, one of the big things that they can definitely see is the hydraulic system for the arena that takes it up to the ceiling and just other other general stuff in there. But if you want to look for anything else specifically, go for it. I would actually love to look at the hydraulic system a little closer. Cool. Go ahead. And um, who are you having look at the hydraulic system? Detective Reynolds. Okay. Go ahead and uh, we'll tell you what. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus logic first. He's got a three for logic. Oh, yeah, Renny. <laughs> He's an adult who's a detective. He's got high logic. Ten. Ten. Perfect. Okay. So... This isn't really as much of a survey environment or, or read the room or whatever. We're using logic. This is more of like figure out technology. So what two questions do you have about the hydraulic system with a 10? Like, what do you want to know about it? What sets it off? Like, what causes it to go? Okay. And what is something that would guarantee stop it from, from going? Mm. Like, is it a remote? Is it a button? And is it like all those things, you know? Yes, got it. Also, side note, I used to work for the Nashville Symphony, and they have a really cool hydraulic system to put all their seating in, and, and that is what my imagination is thinking. It was, it's like Yeah, so how it cool. comes up from the floor. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, imagine that, but the lower level 
is the main floor, and then the symphony floor would be the roof of the building. Yes, that so, is really, really cool. Similar kind of thing of how it opens up and the things go up mm -hmm. through the hydraulic system, yeah. So how it works and what could shut it off, basically. So what triggers it, he sees that there is a, like, remote receptor where, you know, somebody who presses whatever button okay. on a remote would be able to raise it up. Okay, so you don't press the button. It is a remote from someone. It is a remote. Somebody has a remote. But there is also a fail-safe... Like lever. Kronk, pull that lever. <laughs> yes, there is like a fail-safe lever that you imagine would stop it from lifting. But as Reynolds looks at it, he discerns that pulling that lever would probably set off some sort of alarm because if that lever's being pulled, there's probably a good reason. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that is what you gather, is that there is like a remote that would make it go, but that there is like a fail-safe lever in here. And then besides that in the room, as Lewis was able to find out earlier, it is confirmed that there are like generators down here with, you know, proper ventilation and everything uh, so that they can, I mean, and they're big generators. And there's other just miscellaneous stuff in the room. Would you like for uh, Lewis to be looking for anything else specific or doing anything? I think he's just keeping watch. Keeping watch? Yeah, making sure no one's sneaking up on them. Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll to read the room for Lewis. Eight. Flat. With his instinct, it's a full success. Okay. He's the head of the Elite Four yeah, in like a Pokemon. Total sense. Specifically does a lot of things raising Pokemon. He's got like a three instinct. You can ask two from read the room then with a full success. Can I ask the first one and then decide what I ask after that? Sure. What's the biggest danger here? What is the biggest danger here? In this specific room... I would say the biggest danger dangers would be something going wrong with the lift or if something were to cause the generators to become unstable. Do the generators make the lift go up? The generators make everything go okay. in the building. And then... Um like, the building is on city power as well, but, like, there's a lot of power that the place uses. Uh, and so these generators are partially a supplement, but, like, also really keep things running smoothly. Because this place, like a bunch of the places in town, sucks up a, a lot of power. And certainly, they are a big component of the lift. Big honking thing that it is. My second one, then, is there any way, are there security cameras here... Or is there anyone watching us? With your role of it being a full success, I'm going to say, yes, there are security cameras, but with, with your full success, you notice them early enough. And also you've got Professor Nichols in the ear that the two of them have been able to circumvent being sort of in the line of sight of the cameras. Also, just so you know, Pokemon-wise, who they've got, Detective Reynolds obviously has Bruce and Alfred, the Noivern and Noibat, and at his disposal currently, for the sake of keeping things easier for you to track should the need arise for you to use them, rather than having a full party, Lewis currently has Waldo the Ditto, Francis the Dunsparce, and his Smurgle, Pablo. I think that Pokemon's so cool. <laughs> okay. And Detective just has Alfred and uh, Bruce? He's got Alfred and Bruce, yes. But that is what you've been able to discern in this room about the generators, the lift, and, and all of the rest of that stuff. Great. Is this all there is? Are there any other parts to discover? 
with both of them having the successes, I... Like, do we just keep walking? Like, I think the guys keep walking. Well, this basement level, this B1 level, is expansive because the building is huge. So it's not that there are separate kind of rooms under here. It's more just like almost one big underground warehouse. And while it's not rooms, there are a lot of supporting beams and things like that. Definitely things to keep the building sturdy. But like there's not offices down here. Like there's a lot of storage and it is kind of sectioned off to where there's more stuff that's specifically for whatever this gym and shopping area is versus the casino area versus the hotel area. But as they are just making the rounds around this huge underground storage and other miscellaneous stuff area, the generators also take up a lot of space. With their successes, I think that they also note that tucked away on the southern side of the building, kind of behind some boxes and things in, in a spot where You wouldn't think that there should be one and not really sure where it would lead to. There is a door. Oh, let's go. The door is locked. We try the fob. Of course, he took the fob, yes. It being a security fob does actually unlock this door. Okay, they proceed with extreme caution. As they proceed, this door opens and they see just a long tunnel. That's what I thought. And actually, this tunnel... As they come out into this area, it seems as though it is connecting not just to, you know, it's not just a tunnel for the sake of a tunnel, but it's more that this basement level of the Criminy City Gym, this door opens up and connects to the water system. Not just the sewage, but like it's... It's not like a sewer drain or anything. But how I mentioned that the city has this pipe system, this ancient pipe system that was developed in order to bring the water up from whatever spring was under the ground and everything. This tunnel seems like it has a large combination of pipes of different sizes and certainly different ages. Uh, Some that seem very old and the structure itself gives uh, a similar vibe of the ruins of old criminy. That similar kind of style, but then intermingled with that, there are more modern uh, pipes and systems and things also running through it. But it seems like it is definitely, you know, a water slash service tunnel of the city itself that this is connected to. Do they see any security cams? Roll to survey environment. Six. Flat. With their bonuses, it'd be a mixed success. They do not notice any security cameras in here. And as they enter this zone, Professor Nichols informs them that he cannot see them anymore. Okay, cool. Once they hear that they can't be seen, Detective Reynolds turns to Lewis. Ready for a walk? Oh yeah, I love a night stroll. And they make their way through the tunnels.
Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our spooktacular partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out some of their freaky favorites like the new pink, purple, and black Necromancer Barbie set. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to help us out, give us a boost, please go over to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. We want to keep spreading the word about the show as always and continuing to spread the word about Pocket Monster Fight for everybody out there who might be looking for a Pokemon tabletop game to play. And you leaving us a nice rating and review is a huge way that you can help us do just that. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards and even early access to episodes. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website, or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Questco Jr. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord and get all the latest updates on Monster Fight and Pocket Monster Fight and chat with other people who enjoy the show. It's a cool place to be, and the link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Insane in the Rain Music for the songs Pokemon League Day and Galactic Eterna Building. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the songs Team Rocket Hideout and The Red Chain. Thank you to Zame for the song Looker's Theme Remastered. Thank you to Christopher Moe Ditlifson for The Detective and Mitch the Snitch. Thank you to Aaron Kenny for The Black Cat. Thanks to Farrell Wooten for The Tall Man. Thank you to More Than Family for The Young Detective. Thank you to White Drift for Operator. Thank you to Got Jax for Radio Graffiti. And thank you to Dream Cave for First on the Scene. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing those ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr.
Lewis and Detective Reynolds are making their way through the tunnels. While they're doing that, what's happening back in the Noy Bat Cave? Um, I think Luca is trying to give Pearl a music education okay, uh, to help with the theme song. And so the two are just rocking out to bands. Nice. Like hardcore, like uh, Foo Fighter type jams. Yes. Yeah. Fungus Fighters, Fungus Red fighters. Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's great. It's really great. And they're like, you sure you don't want to hop in? Professor, no, this I- is a really good music education. I actually am doing something very important right now, but th- thanks so Wait, much for that. where's Mason? Mason? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, last I heard from him, well, he wasn't coming over this way. I think he was uh, he was heading towards the coast. He was Let's going towards the coast. Hey, y'all call Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of do FaceTime, little party there. Little FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, what are you guys doing in a cave? What's going Hi, on? Hi, Mason. Well, where's your dad? He said I could audit a course. Oh. For free. Oh, you're going to audit? Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just heading toward uh, Silas Side City. You know, I'm just trying to work on getting more of these gym badges. Nice. You see that in the, oh, hey, hey, Mason. In the FaceTime call, he's just surrounded by miscellaneous ghost Pokemon. <laughs> does he look healthy? He does. He does yeah, look happy and healthy. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we miss you, Mason. Miss you guys. Be safe in this cave and whatever it's whatever it is you're doing. It's a cave. Okay. It's super homey. All right. Oh my gosh. And then after that, sorry, brief pearl break here. After that, I look at Luke and I say, hey, Luke. Yeah, what's up? Speaking of homey, this place isn't super homey, don't you think? Yeah, no, it's kind of, it's very utilitarian. What do you say we make some art for our detective and hang it on the walls? Sure. I mean, I don't know if he has arts and crafts supplies. Coloring but... Of course, Over, what was I thinking? Rolling out here. Dr. You could do you could probably spray paint a wall if you wanted to, Luca. Well, I'm not gonna spray paint one of his walls. I'll make something to put on a wall though. Okay. Great. Uh, just in the same way that Celie's Pokeball, I imagine, is like her diva dressing room. Yes. I imagine I that love what you're about to say. Elmer's the inside of Elmer's Pokeball is just kindergarten art class creative chaos. Heaven. It is a sun-filled room with multicolored buckets that it's basically a craft store. It's pretty much like a craft store. Oh, it's heavenly. (laughs) But we, yeah, we jam out to more um, fungus fighters. I work on my theme song. We do some arts and crafts. Great. How's that theme song coming? Dragon girl. Dragon girl. I think that's dipping into a different property, actually. No, 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 Batman. There we go. Segway to Detective Reynolds. No, 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 In the tunnel. In the tunnel. Perfect. So in the tunnel, the two of them are making their way along. And I think that following some of the twists and turns, they have enough of an awareness of the city and have looked into some of these things enough that kind of keeping track of their lefts and rights, they are going in a direction that is generally to the southwest. Oh, okay. Cool. From where the uh, gym is. Just gradually while they're there, are, are they sneaking through this tunnel, yeah, I would I assume? Yeah, so. Great. Go ahead and uh, just roll for roll for them to sneak. Add three because it's literally Reynolds' is like whole deal. Uh, it's an eight. I rolled low. Well, that's like with his stuff and Lewis kind of contributing as, as much as he can everything in eight. Okay. As they are going along, just in this pipe system area, 
Has the tunnel ever juttered off? Oh, like in different... Uh, yeah, different options, right and lefts. Yeah, there have been... Uh, Dang. Yeah, there, there are options, yeah. Dang it. I was really hoping that was not the case. Okay. This is this is the main tunnel. This is the biggest one that they're going down, but there have been Does other offshoots Does it get narrow things. enough that a person couldn't fit? Or are they big enough that a person could fit? They're big enough that it fits. Because, like, there are offshoots where they wouldn't fit, but... They've been sticking just to the one where they would fit. I mean, unless you want for them to do differently, but I I would think that they would assume that if there was a door that went through here and led to something, that it would have to be traversable by people. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out is how are they going to, yeah, enter into the basement to get to the lift and to get to the generators and vice versa, how did they leave? And where would they end up? Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's all. I mean, if there's offshoots, that means that there could be multiple, multiple places they could go. Right. But as they are making their way through, I think that they are noticed by, uh, with that eight, that they are just noticed by some wild Pokemon who are down here. Down here in this tunnel of pipes and uh, flowing water and things like that, I think that there is a... Uh, a Garbodor that notices them while they're down there, and a couple of Grimer as well. Hi. <laughs> I think that with that tier of wild Pokemon, that the wild Pokemon step to them and are quickly dealt with. Okay. Uh, I don't think that we need to play, play out, out the battle. leader of the Elite Four and a detective who's part of the <laughs> International Police fighting some wild Pokemon. Fair. <laughs> How much time has passed? Since when? Since they began this walk. Since they began this walk, I'm going to say they've been going for probably a good half hour. But as they crash, bow, pam, bow, pam, crash, pam, crash, bam, pow. Pam from the office? Get out of here. You're not supposed to be in this tunnel. <laughs> Get out of here, Pam. <laughs> you too, Jim. But no, uh, they, they crash, pow, bam, and fight those wild Pokemon off, and it's it's very cool and very fast. Cool. <laughs> um, but they keep on going and making their way through the tunnel. Uh, the noise of that fight, uh, quiet as they try to be, does echo through the tunnels a bit. But they continue making their way, and are they sticking to the main tunnel, I guess is my question for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense, and I think they might be spending their whole night in these tunnel systems. <laughs> So be it. You know, I, I don't think they would let it rest. They certainly... Depending on what they find on the other side. Yeah, are intent on finding out some certain things. So, with that in mind, they keep on going for a good little while longer until they get to another door that is not the end of one of these tunnels, but similarly, it seems like it opens up with tunnel going on either side. But there is a door that they approach. They're going to try to open it as stealthily as possible. Okay. This door is locked. Key fob. I know it won't work. <laughs> the key fob does not work. Okay. They're going to try to pick the lock. How? With the toolbox. With the toolbox that Lewis has? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that Detective Reynolds is going to be the one to try to pick it. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. So go ahead and roll for Reynolds. Oh, it's a normal toolbox, but then he lifts it up, and then there's all the spy gadgets. Of course. You gotta love it, folks. I'll take the spy toolbox into account. <gasps> Two sixes, 12. Nice. We critted that. Nice. Crits the luck. It's almost like 
he's an international spy. <laughs> I love to see him thrive, and I love that Pearl is not seeing him do any of this. That she had this is like <laughs> his daily deal. And like she did such a good job this afternoon that she'll never let him forget it. But he is doing his job, and she will never understand. <laughs> with this critical success, easily, easily with the tools that he has at his disposal, Detective Reynolds picks the lock. Puts the tools back in the toolbox, shuts it without a sound. And he cracks the door open. Or no, what does he do? He has a critical success to unlock the door. So you tell me what he's doing from that. But it is unlocked. Would it be and fair? It is as though no one would possibly know. Would it be fair? And you can tell me now to have him have like an equipment to just like get a live mic underneath the door or to crack it just enough so that he could get a microphone in there and just hear what's happening in the room first mm. before charging it. I think that he could I think that he could crack that door open just a little bit and get a quick get a read small, on what's going on in there. Uh, okay. Yeah. With the like extra like little sort of like listening device crit, sort of crit thing. Crit spy yeah. gadget. Crit spy gadget. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. it's a tiny little um diglet microphone. <laughs> it can go underneath a rug and pop up just a little bit. And then go underneath the rug. Diggly dig. Yep. Yep. It's a a diggly dig mic. It's for spies only. He uses the diggly dig mic for spies only is the name of the gadget. Yes. It just looks like a little brown pill. And then he uh, he pushes it together. And then it pops out. (laughs) And there's a small, small, very indetectable little tiny red light. Nice. Go ahead and make a... Well, I guess it depends on what you're wanting him to try to find out. Do you think this is going to be more of a surveying the environment or is it going to try to read the room of whatever's uh, in this place? Depending on the kind of questions that you want to try to find out the answers to as he pokes the diggly dig dig diggly diglet mic into. Definitely survey the environment. Okay. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus instinct for Detective Reynolds. I give him an extra plus one for the diggly dig microphone. <laughs> um, That's a six. Six total? Yeah. Even with his instinct? Oh, I, I have not added. That was with just the plus. Oh, one. gotcha. Okay. So it's going to be a mixed success. Okay. Mixed success. You can ask one. Should I have actual player paths sorted out for Detective Reynolds and Lewis? Maybe. But I may be feeling that decision right now. But so right now, we're just gripping it and ripping it with uh, these two men. Listeners, I'm really, really torn here right now. If anything, I think this should encourage someone to play the game, though, and not get too stuck in all the jargon. That's the thing. Just yeah, we're just, we're just hopping right in. I didn't know that this was going to be a Detective Reynolds episode, but, but here we are. But how could you not when you have this voice? Well, maybe that's exactly why I didn't think we were going to do a Detective <laughs> Reynolds episode. <laughs> very good. Um, I'm very torn, listeners. I'm torn between, is this area safe? What is hidden here? I want to know who is in there. Mm, mm-hmm. I want to know where I am, location-wise. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I feel like is this area safe is just kind of a guaranteed no. <laughs> um, Fair. So I don't know if I want to waste my question on that. What is hidden here? Would that include people? I think that what is hidden here would be for you in this moment... What could be seen and heard just directly on the other side of the door? Okay. That's what's hidden to you at the moment. Let's do that then. So what is hidden here with the Diggly Dig microphone and just 
peeking around. Uh, also, with uh, uh, there's like a little spyglass too that comes around. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, to just look around the room really quick and, and listen as well. Uh, it's actually a Doug trio. <laughs> There's a little can yes. one that's a little camera, one that's a little mic, and then one that's just there for decoration. Oh, whoever made this is genius. Well, one's a little poisonous gas. Psst. Uh, but no poisonous gas yet. <laughs> that's a secret tool that'll help us later. <laughs> but what is hidden here, aka what he can tell is on the other side of this door without actually opening it up and going in. Looking at it. Glancing around and listening to what all's going on in there. It looks like some sort of lab. Ooh, oh no. It looks like there is some sort of lab, and it seems as though there are multiple people walking around in there, working at different desks and things like that, different stations. It seems like a fairly large space, and in that room, just with this cursory glance through the Diggly Dig device, the Diggly device. <laughs> uh, since it's not just the microphone anymore, it looks big, kind of like the underground area of the gym that there's more sectioned off, but it still seems uh, pretty pretty expansive and like there's a lot going on in there. A lot of machinery, decent amount of people. There's definitely a few in there. Okay, I may not be able to ask more, but does it still look like we're underground? You can't see any windows from the device. Okay. That's all I'm going to do. I can't I can't push that. I I they would they would go down in that fight. I can't lose these two guys tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't have them for tomorrow, I just feel like there's we have so much good information. So, I think he tries to recall the diggly dig. He pulls the device back in from under the uh, door and takes note of the lock again. Yeah, I think so that, that if having he had picked to it hack this one it again, time, yeah. yeah, he could even just make that lower and easier. I think that with his critical success, he knows exactly how this lock works. And even if he had to, he could tell somebody else how to do Great. it. Great. That's all I could ever ask for. Okay. And they know, he noted how long they had walked, right? Yes. Okay. How long did they walk? They walked a little over a half hour from the door that was at the sort of southern tip, the chin, as it were, of the uh, semi-Pokemon-looking face that is the uh, top-down view of the Criminy City Gym. Okay. Um, they start to head back. Okay. And I do think they go off to each offshoot as well. Great. They go and check out the offshoots and everything? Yeah. Go ahead, and what what are you hoping for them to kind of accomplish with the offshoots and stuff? Um, directions and time from where they began. Okay. And I mean, if it, uh, if they end in doors or if they don't end in doors, if they end in sewer gates and things like that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and uh, just give me a, I'm going to say plus logic because I think it's like they're mapping it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, flat six. Flat six plus three, nine. Okay. So here's what I'll say. I think that in other offshoots, they do not find anything that is as distinct as the door that leads into this lab. Some of the offshoots seem like they go even further away, like to completely different parts of the city. I think that they even find one that connects to the main water treatment plant 
on the southern side of the city, which is known as the well. There are two wells. There's well one and well two, but that is where the water pumps up from below. So one of these tunnels goes like, they can tell that it's going to the well. But other than that, the other ones either keep on going to just completely different parts of the city. And after a while, it's like, okay, it just doesn't seem like anything's that way. Uh, some of the other ones get really tight with how the pipes are going through. Or some, there's like some leaks and things, and it's kind of gross. But with that nine, I'll say that mapping it out and getting a feel of... Uh, how long it takes to walk different places, how long it took them to get to that specific spot. Mapping it out, it seems as though the lab that they found this entrance to, theoretically, directly below the Kanoko Tower. Oh, booyah! Hey, cool. Is there anything else that you would like for the two of them to do? I would like to get out of here safely. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so to get out of there, you just want them to leave back the way they came, going back through the warehouse storage area of the B1 level of the gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you would like them to do while they're down in there? I wish. I'm trying to think of something to make sure that, like, if they ever try to return to this spot, it's impossible for them not to find it or like... Impossible for them not to find what? I don't know. My fear is that somehow these bad guys could, you know, lock it in some way. Like the door? The yeah. secret door? Yeah. Mm. I will say the secret door was not like... It was not hidden. It's not like you had to flip a yeah. switch and there it is. Like It was just a door. It was concealed and uh, sort of blocked off by some storage stuff, merchandise from some of the things upstairs, but it was certainly in a place where as far as the two of them can tell, they're not going to like come back and it's not there. Yeah. Heard that from a lot of good DMs. No. Um. Okay. Yeah. No, I think we try to get out of everything safely. Cool. And I will say like they have a good knowledge of how the hydraulic lift works for the arena and how it's connected with the generators. And with what Ringo told y'all, that with the generators being what lifts that up, that turning the generators off would be the main kind of factor of keeping the arena up on the roof. Mm -hmm. Having it up there and then those turn off, like the rest of the power coming to the building, even if it turned back on after everything in the building got shut off through whatever means, the lift really needs the generators to go up or down. Mm -hmm. So they have that knowledge of that and how that whole thing works. But so they leave that basement level and make their way up. Just go ahead and uh, roll 2d6 plus agility for them to get out. Unnoticed. Roll for Lewis to assist, because also Reynolds has his own bonuses, but... Uh, 11. Great. So plus two from Lewis, plus the bonuses that Reynolds has. Six on the dice for the original roll, but all in all, with the lending a hand and his stats, comes out to a full success. So they're able to, in their coveralls, make their way out of the dock. Okay. Tell me about the police force. Of Criminy City? Yeah. Does Reynolds trust them? Because I don't understand why he would be a superhero if he didn't in some ways, but he does work for them. So, like, what is the relationship there? I would say that especially in a town like this, he does not have the greatest trust for the Criminy City police force. There we go. That's what I thought. 
because Dang, he operates outside of them. Like he is, uh, he's certainly doing a lot in Kanoko right now, but he is with like the greater international, All right. you know, sort of Where, Talk to me about his international relationship. <laughs> Great. So most of the agents for the international police who he works for work independently sorting stuff out. Fudge! And you can call for backup if you're in dire need, but as big as it is, it is also spread throughout the place. So for something, you know, that's happening very short notice, he could get some amount of backup if he requested it. That is immediately what he does. I, I'm not trying to like break your game or what you have planned, <laughs> but that is immediately, he starts calling everyone he knows. Okay. Once they, they, they get back home safely. Okay, this is after they get back home? Yeah. Cool. He gets home. He walks, he opens all the gates, and he's flooded with pictures <laughs> on the walls in duct tape. <laughs> oh, my God. And he does take a few down. <laughs> um, especially the ones where um, Pearl reenacts in uh, true graphic novel fashion, frame by frame, him having to hold her hand. He's <laughs> like, yes, it was an awful moment for me as well. <laughs> oh my gosh um, So he takes down You know as he goes And he's mm. like Man on a mission Like Louie was trying to talk to him He just really couldn't hear him He felt like mm. um, But he calls everyone he knows Okay With the international police Okay I think he encourages Louie To do the same in some ways Sure 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 Go ahead Just roll 2d6 for me Everyone he knows That he can trust Right Nine Just flat Okay he starts calling people and Louis starts calling people. But with that, as they call people, as they try to gather up some forces for whatever's going on with just part of what's allegedly happening tomorrow and, and not even knowing exactly what's going on with the whole other casino issue. Sheesh. Ah, we're s wow. But I do feel like at least we have a location now. So... As they do that, Detective Reynolds and Lewis, late into the night, try to... Another cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> as Professor Nichols goes and uh, helps him get more coffee, as they are calling people late into the night, trying to gather up whatever sort of extra forces they can for whatever's coming tomorrow. And there are crayon pictures duct taped all on the walls. That is where we'll end this episode. Ah... Uh... Another classic with your pal, Reynolds. <laughs> right, Noid Batman. <laughs> ah, so loud. The kids are sleeping. I don't know if that's coming across in this episode, but I de generally do feel tense. Like, it's good. in a good way. In a good way. Good. But in an awful way as well. Okay. <laughs> High stakes. 
Sully stands beside Il Drago in the close quarters of the elevator, doing her best to maintain her composure next to the imposing figure of the man beside her. What a strange day this had been already, and it was only mid-afternoon. The limousine ride over from the hotel seemed a bit excessive, but it gave her a chance to observe him a bit longer. A man of few words, calm and collected, who radiated a sense of power and control that she'd never encountered before. She did not fear his brute strength, the obvious muscle and bulk underneath his tailored suit. She had, after all, gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with her share of tough opponents before. She did, however, fear what she could not see, what he was capable of, how far this man might go to get what he wanted. His driver opened the doors for them and they entered the Kanoko Tower, quickly moving past the tourists to the hallway with the elevator where she now finds herself. The elevator dings and the door to the basement level of Kanoko Tower opens, revealing an expansive laboratory with instruments and machinery far beyond Sully's knowledge. Bustling about the place, there are people in lab coats who seem to be going about a variety of different experiments. One looks to be directing the rest, a younger scientist with a white cane and dark glasses, lab coat draped over their tall, slender frame. What is all of this? Sully says under her breath as she takes in her surroundings. You will find out soon enough, Miss Khan, Ildrago says with his back to her, making his way further into the lab. As Sully walks behind him, she feels her muscles tense up. She attempts to move, but she cannot, as some invisible force is holding her in place. She feels her arms move to her sides and her legs straighten as she's filled with a sense of panic and dread. Her body begins to float upward, and behind her we see two other figures. A man with dark blue hair split down the middle as it swoops upward on the sides like horns. Next to him is an alakazam, hands with spoons outstretched and eyes glowing with purple telekinetic energy as it holds Sully in place. Ildrago wheels around to look directly at her, his eyes piercing her with a red-hot intensity cutting to her core. Now, Miss Khan, I do not appreciate being lied to or having my time wasted. So your answer here is very important. You see, I have asked my associates about you. Mr. Mooney has informed me that you interfered with his attempt to claim the Radiant Stone for me, but Mr. Vasquez has told me that while he was your captive, you expressed an interest in our operation and were responsible for his escape. Two sides to the story, it seems. So I would like to hear from you. Why should I trust you? I told you. I want to take down the Pokemon League. All of them, starting with my old man. And I'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. There's a silence in the laboratory as Ildrago appraises her, searching for some tell, some indication that she may not be telling him the truth. Even the scientists seem to hold their breath as they await his judgment. Number two, let her down. The man with the blue hair gives a smooth smile as the Alakazam releases her and she falls to the floor. Ildrago kneels down to her, still looming above. I will give you a chance, but you must prove your allegiance. Remove the Pokeballs from your belt and hold them out in front of you. She does so. His hand lingers over each one for a moment as she maintains her best poker face but there's the slightest crack as his hand passes over the ball belonging to Vigo the Vigoroth. He picks it up, and the others are lifted telekinetically, landing in the hands of number two. If you are going to join us, I must first show you something. 
And together, we are going to do something which cannot be undone. Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.